And a good uh, Tuesday evening to you, meteorologist Dan Skelton here for this week's Tidal Flooding Talk. A lot of weather going on across the country, uh, both past as in the 30-year anniversary of a very big, uh, super, if you will, East Coast storm, March 93. We have a storm on the West Coast in 2023 this week and a storm exiting the East Coast as well, sparing uh, the Mid-Atlantic the worst uh, but yet, um, you know, we are still dealing the, uh, with the impacts of it. About that, that, how we lucked out with this week's storm, maybe look ahead to a storm next week as well, um, and the start of spring next Monday. So, Tidal Flooding Talk brought to you by the New Jersey Coastal Coalition every Tuesday night, 7.30. Uh, Palma and I will be here taking your questions, comments, talking weather, and again, past, present, future. Welcome, Palma, on this last Tuesday of winter, uh, spring less than one week away. Mm -hmm. and I, think, I think you're frozen, Palma. Um, so as you try to hopefully get on, uh, we will continue with a, um, you know, a look at where we I guess we could start with the past, the uh, the March 93 superstorm. Uh, not necessarily the biggest snowstorm for the uh, for the Northeast Coast, but uh, but a powerful storm with impacts from Alabama and Georgia. I mean, those southern states getting um, getting a foot or more of snow, uh, pr pretty impressive stuff. Um, to uh, 40 something inches of snow as you work your way into the um, into the Pennsylvania, Tennessee, New York, uh, higher elevations. So Superstorm 93, uh, a powerful storm. This is the 30 year anniversary of that storm. Take two as we bring in uh, Palma Shiles. Uh, welcome and thanks for Hi, Dan. assisting. Hi Dan. And hello, everyone watching. This is Tidal Flooding Talk, brought to you by the New Jersey Coastal Coalition. How are you tonight, Dan? I'm good. I'm I'm cold, and it's it's very windy. That that's the uh, the main word of the day. Uh, winds gusting almost sixty miles an hour at, at the Jersey Shore, fifties in Delaware. I, I mean, pretty powerful storm, but it's a northwesterly wind. It's a wind that's blowing off the coast. So we are not concerned with tidal flooding, uh, you know, here at the Jersey Shore. We're on the backside of the storm now. A storm that is bringing tidal flooding to New England is bringing like 70 mile an hour winds, massive power outages, two to almost uh, three feet of snow. So we're kind of on the outside looking in. We just got to deal with some, some windy, chilly weather, a couple of snowflakes in the air, and that's it. Right, and I live in an older house on the water in Atlantic City, and it, it, like, there are parts of my house that are so loud, of like, from just the wind alone, so uh, I could definitely hear it. <laughs> it is. I mean, there was a 58-mile-per-hour gust at last check at the airport, and that's, that's inland, so along the water, you got even less friction, so the winds usually pick up speed as they, as they, uh, rumble past your house. So it wouldn't surprise me on the barrier islands for those 60 mile per hour wind gusts. And it's going to stay windy tonight and it's going to stay windy tomorrow. Maybe not as windy as today, but it's going to be a blustery 24 hours. You know, wind still gusting 
40 miles an hour tonight, 40 miles an hour tomorrow. They still could peak in the 50s this evening, but uh, we're not going to totally get rid of the wind. But since we're on the backside of the storm and things always go counterclockwise, we are going to have that northwesterly wind. So no tidal flooding concerns with this storm. However, uh, in, in the last two weeks of tidal flooding talks, we told you it's a busy March. You know, we had a little coastal storm last Friday. We had some tidal flooding along the Jersey Shore. Middle of next week, there is yet another opportunity for a coastal storm. And, um, and we will see. Obviously, the later you get into March, the chances for snow go down, but the chances for rain, wind, and tidal flooding remain high with any coastal storm if it takes the right track. So no tidal flooding this week, but we should keep our eye out next week. Is that what you're saying? For the yeah, storm? I would say like the middle of the week, around next Wednesday, yet another opportunity for a storm. Doesn't mean that it's going to pan out, uh, but it, it, it is a busy March. It's a cooler than average March. It's a windy March. All the things we thought March would be, um, you know, we, we haven't gotten the big winter storm and it's harder and harder to do during the month of March. Now, I will say like March... 4th, 2014, uh, we, had a, we had six inches of snow in South Jersey, so it can happen. Uh, that March, we had a St. Patty's Day snowstorm, and then a week later, we had another snowstorm. So it can happen, but if you're a snow lover, snow chances are harder, harder to get in March, but tidal flooding chances, they never go down. You know, if the storm takes the right track, it's the right moon phase, you always have a chance of that. Uh, no matter what month of year it is, there is always an opportunity. So next Wednesday would be our next opportunity. I will say that there will be some windy weather this upcoming weekend, the last weekend of winter. Uh, I will say that there could be a little bit of light rain in here Friday night and Saturday morning. That won't be a major storm and um, you know, no immediate tidal flooding concerns. But big nor'easter, we missed this one as far as snow and as far as tidal flooding chances um the worst is by far up in new england we got about 24 hours left of some offshore northwesterly winds to get through and then we'll have some really nice weather thursday and a part of friday and some very mild weather as well okay and do you think next week's storm will have any impact you know due to the whatever the moon phase will be then i know i know it's not a full moon but no we're, we're we're heading towards a new moon, and um, I want to say that the moon was full last week, so middle of next week, it will probably be a new moon. I don't know exactly the day. I believe it will be a new moon, so uh, we will have to be on guard. The, the tides will be a little higher. Now, again, this, the storm is not certain. Uh, you know, it could stay out to sea. It could go up the, up the Appalachians. It could not even form. It's it's eight days away, and that's a world in weather as far as, um, you know, what it may do. But, uh, but that's the next window to watch. And, um, you know, by then, we're at the, the last week of March. and April, things normally quiet down in terms of coastal storms. Um, so we can still get them, but the chances are highest into March. And then they start to go slowly down in uh, April and May. So hopefully... Uh, next week's window is the last one where we have to worry about nor'easters. And, and we've been lucky. We've been talking about it on Tidal Flooding Talk all year. This is a pretty strong nor'easter, but it developed too late for New Jersey and Delaware and Maryland and the Mid-Atlantic. It's a New England nor'easter. Um, you know, we never really had northeast winds with this. Um, uh, we, we've had a pretty easy nor'easter season. Yeah, so 
far, we've been pretty much unscathed. Um, and we do have a question here. Is this the last snowfall of the season? Uh, well, there was snow in the air today in South Jersey. North Jersey, you know, gets more usually than South. And, you know, we had eight, nine inches up in the northwest corner in New Jersey. Um, you know, so there was some snow with this. Next week is an opportunity for snow, but I'd say it's probably going to be farther inland. Uh, it's been one of the, if not the least snowy winter on record. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't really see many opportunities for accumulating snow. That's not going out on a limb. And tomorrow is the Ides of March, and it's, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty rare to get snow after March 15th. It can absolutely happen. We can get a little snow. We can get a big storm. It can even snow into early April, but chances do go down. Right. And I know tonight you did want to talk about it is the anniversary of the 93 storm. What do you remember about that? Well, I, would, I would ask you what you remember, but I'm going <laughs> to guess that either you were very young or more likely than not, uh, probably not around for the 93 storm yet. Just two years off. Okay. All right. Uh, that was the superstorm. All right, and we we call it that. You know, for South Jersey, it it wasn't uh it wasn't a big big snow because the storm tracked inland. Uh, but this was a storm where three jet streams phase. You know, uh, which is very rare. Uh, usually, you have two phasing or combining for big big storms. This was three. So and is that the last time that happened? To, to find knowledge yes uh, at least with that big of an impact florida had tornadoes in a derecho uh you know we, we all know in south jersey what a, what a derecho can do uh alabama had thunder snow and over a foot of snow and a foot of snow in alabama is like four feet of snow for us i mean it's very 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 rare um you know so all the way down to the gulf coast it snowed you had 40 to 50 inches up the mountains um and, and we, we had impacts. We had very strong winds and flooding. We had some snow that changed to rain. Um, but it was, a, it was an impactful storm. It was called the super storm because you had the three jet streams phasing. And you had impacts up and down the East Coast completely shut down from that storm, from Florida with the derecho to Maine with snow and every place in between. So um, is, does it go down as the, uh, you know, the biggest uh, March storm ever in New Jersey, no, but it had the lowest pressure, some powerful wind, rain, sleet, flooding, snow. Um, we kind of ran the gamut here in South Jersey. So, you know, many people on the East Coast um, that were that were born uh, remember the March 93 storm and um, where they were for the March 93 storm. And it's kind of the, um, you know, the, the, the March lion. That's, you know, March goes in like a lamb, out like a lion. This was in the middle of the month, but you know, it's, it's one of the more memorable and notable March storms on record 30 years ago this week. Now, what qualifies a storm to be called a superstorm? That there's no official definition of a superstorm. That's just, you had the three jet streams phasing, you had one of the, one of the biggest wide ranging storms ever 
So it was dubbed the Superstorm. You know, is there is the official criteria? No, but it was dubbed the Superstorm. So, you know, and every, every storm will sometimes have a name. You know, the Weather Channel names them. Okay. You know, um, sometimes it's like the Great Blizzard of 96. That's January 96 blizzard. Or the Ash Wednesday storm of the Jersey Shore, the 62 Nor'easter. So sometimes storms just get a name. And, and, and the Superstorm is, is an unofficial designation. There's no criteria the storm has to meet. It was just one of the biggest, lowest pressure, most powerful March storms probably, you know, we'll see ever on the East Coast. Now, forecasting has changed a lot since then with social media. What do you think are like the pros and cons of having social media as a way to cover storms? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a topic we could probably have a whole show or a whole series <laughs> of shows on. I would say I love social media um, for spreading information, for doing public information and, and, and awareness and reaching out like this. You get the, uh, the, the right information out to people who view, people who read your posts. But there's also just so much misinformation on social media as well. So it's something we've said in past title flooding talks. It's something I say on the air. You want to know where you're getting your weather information from when it comes to tidal flooding, when it comes to wind and rain and snow and impacts from any weather system. You want to have a trusted source or trusted sources, not just one. Uh, there are plenty of great meteorologists out there. You just have to watch out for the people who are looking for clicks, who, you know, are looking for page views. Um, you know, the, uh, the people who don't necessarily know what they're sharing, what they're posting, what they're talking about. Sometimes those posts go viral and get shared and it's, it's up to meteorologists and responsible individuals to correct all the missed stuff that's out there. So um, it's, it's frustrating. I, you know, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with social media. Now, do you think that the frequency of how much posts, how many times someone posts would make it ineffective when there is a major storm? Well, it's just, it's just all it takes is one viral post, you know, I um, mean, someone can post, uh, you know, uh, let's say there's 20 computers and they all say we're getting no snow. One person will share the one computer that says 30 inches and it goes viral and everyone sh uh, looks at it and um, shares it and thinks we're getting it. So uh, th that that's the problem, um, you, you know it's very easy for a post to go viral. If, if you have a responsible, like a media, oh, hello. This is Kenzie, she just turned how old? Four. Four. How was your birthday? Tom is having a baby next month. Can you say congratulations again? Anyway. Right, can you ask if we're gonna get to see the baby on the live stream? Yeah, she'll make a guest appearance. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, we're going to play Shoots and Ladders right after we're done Tidal Flooding Talk. No, That's... I want to play Sorry. Right, we're going to play Sorry after uh, after Tidal Flooding Talk. All right, can you say bye to everybody? Bye. Okay. Bye. Can you say have a great night? Okay. <laughs> she has to make her weekly appearance. But, but yeah, it's just, you know, viral posts are viral for a reason because they're showing 30-something inches of snow and everyone shares it. If I have a post saying, nope, we're not going to get anything, people are less excited to share that because it's not as sexy, it's not as uh, catchy, um, 
you know, so, so viral posts are viral for a reason because they're eye catchy because whether or not they're right, you know, oh my God, we're getting this or, oh my God, we could get this and people don't know what they're sharing. So always have a trusted source or sources. And there are so many great sources out there. And, um, you know, just, just know your source, know where you're getting your information from. And that's with any storm. And that's really with news, weather, sports, whatever. You want you want to know uh, know your source and trust your source, right? And I think it's also important to check the timestamp of things because sometimes something will be at the very top of your feed, but it's from three days ago. And with weather, that changes everything. <laughs> Absolutely, and I've seen posts like that are a year or two old, you know. And, and yeah, last March fourteenth, maybe there was a big storm, but uh, uh, this March fourteenth, um, you know, is pretty quiet or whatever. So yeah. Check the timestamps as well. Absolutely important. So, so as far as uh, you know, just recapping uh, where we are as we wrap up this week's title flooding talk. Big nor'easter in New England pulls away. We stay windy, but we clear out tomorrow. We get milder later this week. Uh, a little bit of rain. St. Patty's Day night, Friday night, but a but a mild end of the week. Last weekend, a winter clears out, and then we watch next week, middle of next week, for a next potential for a storm, but next Tuesday night, tidal flooding talk, where we'll be right before that storm potential. So we'll have a good idea then of what may or may not happen. All right, well, thank you, Dan, and enjoy your uh, playing Sorry. Right. Uh, we are tidal flooding talk, and we'll be back every Tuesday night around 7.30. Yep, brought to you by the New Jersey Coastal Coalition. Thanks, Palma, have a great night. Good night, Dan.